Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I will be your host for this edition of Secure Talk. Today, we're going to be talking to Rudolph Araujo from Awake Security. And we are going to learn how Awake Security helps companies to detect, respond to, and prevent non malware attacks or what they call living off the land attacks. Uh, other people might call this fileless malware. And so we're going to take a look at some of the latest methods that companies are using to prevent those type of attacks. But first, Rudolf, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Mark? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm up here in Seattle. Um, where are you based? Uh, so we are based in Silicon Valley. So I'm uh, at our Sunnyvale uh, office uh, in uh, the Bay Area. Sounds nice. Uh, how's the air down there? We've been combating a lot of forest fires up here, and we've been under haze for about a week. What's it like down there? Yeah, you know, it's been a little bit uh, muggy in the mornings, uh, but, you know, by and large, the air quality hasn't been terrible, I would say, um, you know, especially compared to uh, last year when the fires were a lot closer. Um, yeah. It just seems to be the luck of the draw. This year, uh, we have the fires. Last year, you had them. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully next year, it will be better. Well, hey, uh, Rudolf, can you tell me a little bit about your background um, before we jump into uh, what Awake Security does? Sure. Yeah. So I've you know I've spent about uh, I guess coming up on two decades now in 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 security. I, I started out at a company called uh, Bindview, where I was uh, building um, you know part of the research and development team building uh, vulnerability assessment checks. Um, uh, you know that that company eventually got bought by Symantec. Um, I kind of uh, boogied along before that happened and uh, uh, got a, a graduate uh, degree at Carnegie Mellon in um, you know, specializing in computer security, uh, joined a company called Foundstone, uh, which uh, you know, specialized in uh, security consulting, incident response, uh, security assessments, things of that nature. Uh, eventually, we got acquired by McAfee, uh, which, as everyone knows, kind of got acquired by Intel. Uh, I left uh, uh, at that point and joined uh, FireEye, uh, you know, kind of uh, ran, uh, ran through that for about four and a half, five years. Um, you know, but while I was at FireEye, uh, I transitioned from security consulting and advisory services uh, to help, uh, you know, kind of drive product strategy uh, and how we talk about the company, uh, uh, you know, to customers and prospects and things of that nature. Uh, and then eventually brought me to, to Awake Security, where I, you know, I cover uh, a little bit of this and that as a startup, as you can imagine, but uh, you know, primarily focused on, on some product stuff and, and, and uh, uh, again, the marketing stuff and how we, how we tell the story effectively. Well, it's nice to talk to somebody with such a lengthy background in security, uh, but in addition to your, your um, long time in the industry, you've also worked in a variety of companies and a variety of roles. So it probably gives you, I would say, a rather unique perspective. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about Awake and you know, what Awake does and what, what first off, what uh, drew you to join the Awake team? Sure. So, so maybe I'll, I'll kickstart with that, right? Uh, Awake uh, you know, was founded about uh, three and a half, four years ago. 
you know, four uh, uh, co-founders. Uh, Michael Callahan was an uh, entrepreneur in residence at our uh, original investor, which was Greylock uh, uh, Partners. Uh, and uh, Ashim Chan, uh, uh, who's on our board, was, um, you know, the person that, uh, along with Michael, uh, you know, helped incubate the company uh, while Michael was there. Um, and, uh, you know, he recruited three other co-founders that, uh, you know, helped out a little bit of the story of the company. Uh, so first is Gary Golem, who, uh, who's a, you know, security expert, uh, spent, you know, uh, again, a few decades in, in security, responded to major breaches, uh, you know, and, and worked at a number of, uh, you know, big security companies, including being employee number one at Silence. Um, and so he brought the security chops to the table, if you will. Uh, but the whole premise was, how can we extract, uh, uh, you know, valuable signal from network data, much like an expert investigator, someone like Gary can do, uh, but but bring that capability to to everyone, right? Even if you don't have uh, those experts on staff, uh, so build it into software uh, using some of the, the the latest developments, if you will, in data science and network processing, et cetera. Uh, so, so one of the co-founders, a guy named uh, Keith Amidon, uh, is really the network uh, guru, if you will, at, at Awake. And, and um, he was a co-founder of a company called Introvert uh, that uh, eventually McAfee ended up buying, and it's McAfee's IPS now. So he spent a, a lot of time uh, really thinking about how, how to extract signal from network data. Uh, and then the f- uh, fourth co-founder is a guy by the name of David Brother Dash, who was a very early employee at ArcSight, uh, helped build their analytics engine, uh, you know, Carnegie Mellon PhD in, in, in database and data sciences. Uh, so, you know, again, you can kind of see how that story comes together, right? We pull data out of the network, we then need to process it, uh, you know, at, at high speeds and, 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 and be able to, um, you know, draw signal from it using data science. Uh, and what signal we draw comes from the security uh, aspects of it, if you will. So, so that's a little bit of the story and along the way, uh, uh, Enrique Salem at Bain uh, Capital Ventures uh, came on board as well. Uh, so he led our Series B. Uh, so that's a little bit of the story of the company and how, how we got there. Uh, does that make sense before I kind of dive in a little bit? Uh, absolutely. It sounds like you have a really impressive team. And I know that um, for myself and, and a lot of other people, when they consider joining an organization, I mean, the vision is really important, but also who's on board is probably equally or if not even more important. It sounds like you, you definitely have an impressive team there. Um, a lot, a lot of industry expertise um, and business success. So um, let's uh, jump into the specifics of what Awake Security does. Sure. So, you know, we uh, are focused on, on, on an area of the uh, market that is called network traffic analysis. It's, it's a relatively new emerging uh, field, which is, you know, how do you use network data to, to look for both the kind of the traditional types of things that, you know, people have looked for on the network, uh, but really uh, also looking at uh, things like insider threat or th- things like uh, lateral movement or credential abuse, you know, the types of things the attackers do once they're on the inside, right? So they've broken into your network or they're a malicious insider. Uh, what we often find is, um, you know, attackers a lot of times are not using malware anymore, right? Because they're already on the inside. What are they using? They're using the same tools and techniques that your IT folks use or your developers are using uh, you know, for completely business justified purposes, right? And, and so the example I, I often like to give is, um, you know, Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel, you know, if I sent you uh, an Excel document, you know, there's probably literally 
thousands of Excel documents that are going over the wire in, in a typical organization. How do you spot that one malicious Excel document that maybe has a macro in it uh, that is uh, you know, going to do bad stuff on, on the particular endpoint or, or, or send data out? Um, you know, to the attacker, uh, et cetera, right? So, so that's really the, the kind of the general problem area that we're focused on. Uh, the way we've approached it is uh, kind of a threefold approach, right? So firstly, uh, we sit on the network because the network sees everything, right? So we typically set up a tap or a span port, uh, suck in, you know, full packet data. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, run analytics on it. Uh, the, the advantage of doing that is uh, if you're uh, if you're doing anything in a typical environment these days, you're doing something on the network, right? You're sending packets, uh, uh, you know, you're communicating with servers, whether they're internal or, or on the internet, uh, what have you. So, so the network uh, sees everything, and the network has a memory of everything, right? Because uh, unlike an endpoint where maybe the the attacker can delete his or her traces or delete log files. Uh, on the network, once you send a packet, you can't really unsend that packet, right? So, so the, the, the attacker has, uh, in, in, in a sense, the least amount of control. Uh, so by sitting on the network, we're able to identify uh, everything that's actually on the network, which you know, kind of sounds trivial, but if you think about it in this day and age with IoT devices and BYOD devices and shadow IT and uh, DevOps, you know, I'll, I'll stop at the buzzwords. Well, um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound trivial. To me, it almost sounds overwhelming. I mean, because you, you're going to have a huge amount of traffic and you're basically looking for a needle in a haystack um, to, to spot. I mean, like you said, there could be thousands of Excel files being um, sent around right. simultaneously and you need to pick up the one that is or, or identify any that um, are containing some kind of malicious code. So how, how are you going to do that? Yeah, so so once we've uh, once we've identified what's actually on the network, right, the actual devices, the users, the applications, um, we we can start to ascribe all of the behaviors that we see on on the network to those entities, right? So rather than telling you, hey, this particular IP address, 10.1.2.3, is sending data out, that may or may not be interesting because you know humans typically, you know, especially in a large network have very little idea on what is 10.1.2.3, right? On the other hand, if I'm able to tell you, hey, it's Connor's laptop, and by the way, Connor works in your finance department, uh, and you can see that he's, he's, he's had access to a number of sensitive file shares or SharePoint services, et cetera, uh, you suddenly have a lot more context. And, 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 and so that, that's kind of the fundamental building block on which Awake builds its detection and response technology, right? So on the detection side, what we do is we, we compare how every entity in the environment uh, is behaving compared to all of the other entities in the environment, and specifically the entities that are most similar, right? So, so, so let, let's take an example. Um, let's go back to that, that Excel uh, example that we talked about earlier. Yeah, lots of people open and, and share Excel documents in, in, in a typical network. But if I told you, hey, there's an Excel uh, user or an Excel, there's a device that is running Excel in the environment that is connecting to Twitter uh, and it's doing it every 12 hours and no one else in the environment is doing that, uh, you don't need to be a, you know, a security expert or someone that's been doing this for three decades to say, wait a second, that doesn't smell right. Um, you know, right. So, 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 so that's a very uh, simplistic way of representing how we detect quote-unquote bad stuff, right? So, so you're looking for some sort of anomalous behavior, essentially. So, so that's part of it. Part of it is looking for anomalies. Uh, one of the ways we, we've approached this very uniquely is uh, we, don't, we don't base our anomaly detection on 
what you've done in the past, right? So for instance, the classic anomaly detection is, you know, Mark has never uh, used Excel to connect to Twitter. Uh, so Mark's connecting to Twitter with Excel anomaly, right? The, the problem with that approach is, let's assume, Mark, you, your device, and I'm just going to pick on you as my example here, so apologies up front. No problem uh, at all. Pick on me all you like. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, let's assume, Mark, your device was already compromised before we came in, right? So we spent 30 days benchmarking your behavior and what quote unquote defines normal, but we've essentially benchmarked your bad behavior as normal, right? So, so if you were already connecting to Twitter or you know, Dropbox or what have you using Excel, uh, that behavior has now been classified as normal and, and that's not really normal, right? So, so that's one challenge. The other challenge that I had a customer actually describe to me is, you know, they, they deployed one of these anomaly detection solutions and you know, a couple of months go by and they come into work one day and the entire security team has boatload of alerts sitting in front of them that say everyone in the environment is exfiltrating data. Um, now that could be a really, really bad thing, but as it turned out, IT had rolled out a new uh, backup solution. So every device was sending data out to this, uh, to this server, which was quote unquote bad, uh, except it wasn't, right? Because this was a completely legitimate piece of uh, software that, that uh, was rolled out across the environment, but because it was not part of that day's line, uh, it, the, the, this particular uh, uh, solution was saying uh, that was bad. Um, and so that's the challenge when you benchmark to past behavior, either you're, you're benchmarking bad behavior or you have to constantly retrain the system as your, your environment evolves. And as we know in this day and age, no environment really stays static for that long. Right, right. Okay, so you've got a different way of identifying anomalies. How do you do it? Sure. So, so the way we, we approach it is we compare you to everyone else in the organization, right? So, so let's take that backup example again. You know, when we're deployed in an environment like that, we're, we're looking and saying, okay, you know, this isn't a behavior that is unique to Mark. Everyone else in the organization, the, the hundreds of users, the thousands of users the, or devices are showing that same behavior. It's very rare that an entire organization instantly gets compromised and everyone, you know, starts beaconing out. Um, you know, so 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 that's the kind of you know knowledge, if you will, that when you apply to this very practical situation, you realize that okay, this is probably not something bad, but but something that was unexpected, perhaps you know, maybe for the security team, but 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 not bad. So 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 the way we we detect. Uh, Anomalies specifically, we have another mechanism of detection, which I'll get to in a second, but anomalies specifically, we focus on what, what, what is happening in the rest of the environment and specifically what is happening to people that are most like you, right? Uh, and how do we know who's most like you? Because again, it goes back to the fact that we track entities in the, in the, in the network, not individual IP addresses. Uh, so we know who else is behaving like you, who has similar, uh, you know, uh, website accesses or file share accesses uh, to you, you know, down to, you know, in, in, in many cases when we are deployed, we're able to identify people that are collaborating on, on similar projects. Uh, you know, you might have someone from procurement, someone from legal, someone from sales, you know, all collaborating on a particular RFP response, uh, uh, you know, to a customer of yours. And we're able to identify those those groupings, even though all of those people are not in the same department. So by comparing behaviors, both 
against people that are most like you and across the organization, we're able to keep the false positives and the false negatives, uh, you know, very low from from an anomaly detection perspective. Well, that's that's really interesting. I'm seeing so instead of taking kind of a historical uh, individual view in terms of what anomalous behavior you might flag, you're taking a role-based uh, view and say, okay, we we have these people; they're in similar roles. But, you know, 99% of, 99% of people are doing this, but you got this one guy, even though he's in the same role, is doing something a little bit different. Hey, maybe we got, need to check that out. Right. But Right. And, it, and it's real time. So, yeah. so there's no, you know, waiting for, you know, uh, training to happen. And you don't, you're not constantly retraining because, again, we, you know, we recognize environments are dynamic. Well, so, so that brings up the question. How do you identify who are in similar roles? Because you gave the example of, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, you've got everybody in the accounting department is, is in, I guess, similar roles. And you've got your marketing team and your salespeople definitely are going to be doing different things on the platform than your accounting people, right? Um, but, but those are kind of, I, I guess, simplistic definitions. You, you, you are examples, but you brought up the example of where cross-department or cross-functional collaboration where they're do, they, they, they are doing similar things because they're collaborating. How do you identify all that, those kind of situations on the fly? Yeah, so, you know, it, 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 it goes back a little bit to kind of behavior tracking, right? I mean, if, if you think about, uh, uh, you know, a typical situation where maybe you're collaborating with someone in finance, uh, and, and let's say you're in sales or you're in marketing and you're collaborating with someone in finance, what you'll find is that there's, there's, there's behaviors that will start appearing across those groups uh, or across those individuals, even though they're in different groups, uh, because they're collaborating on a particular project or because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're both, you know, engaged on, on a specific, uh, uh, you know, internal effort around, you know, cost optimization or, or what have you, right? So, so when you watch those behaviors over time and you can ascribe those behaviors back to those entities, right, because... Those, in, those two individuals who are in, in, in finance and, and sales or marketing have probably had a, a whole slew of IP addresses over the course of time that you've observed them. So if, if your you know, primary key, if you will, is an IP address, you can't ascribe those behaviors back. But if you know that this is Mark and he's connecting from his MacBook Pro um, and, and he's collaborating with you know, Bob in finance who's coming from a Windows device, you, 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 as, as intuitive as that seems, that's really all there is to it, right? So, so once you've figured out that that these are the entities, you can start to say, okay, th- that behavior, we've seen that behavior with another device, and over time, you you start to see that, okay, hey, both of these devices kind of track pretty similarly, or both of these users track pretty similarly. Does that make sense? I mean, it absolutely, absolutely, simple, yes. No, and it I, is simple, yeah. just harder, hard to implement from a technology perspective. Well, and you mentioned um, that you would talk about a second way to identify. Anomalies. What, what, what is right. that method? Yeah, so, so the second way is actually not really anomaly-based, right? It, the second way is what we call TTP detection. So, so, so think about it, uh, you know, like let, let's pick on the, the, the kind of the, the, the stuff that's in the news, right? Uh, so a lot of times you'll see, uh, uh, you know, uh, the way c- companies get targeted these days, there's no malware involved. You know, someone gets a spear phishing email that appears to come from Microsoft or Google and it says, hey, your password's about to expire or your password was compromised. Please click here to change uh, your password, right? And, and, and these emails look very le- legitimate, et cetera. Now, what happens in that case is the attacker is spinning up these domains that look like Google, let's say. You know, maybe they're goo-gl.co or you know, something that looks very much like Google but isn't Google. Um, 
you know, when when you when you throw someone that that has been in security even for a little bit, they can very quickly spot that. But when you throw that at at an unsuspecting user uh, that you know isn't thinking about security, uh, you know, every every waking moment, they they fall into that trap, right? And and and, and perhaps the most famous example of this uh, recently is you look at the the you know the uh, the the hacks. Uh, you know, in the last election season, right, where, you know, the DNC, the DCCC, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign were all targeted, and it, it all, you know, came down to these non-malware techniques. So, so what we've built is, is, a, is, is a system that allows us to query the underlying network data that we've accumulated, this entity view of the world, and look for these tactics, techniques, and procedures, right? So TTPs, as, as, uh, as is, uh, you know, kind of commonly known, in the industry, so so what's an example of that? Uh, for instance, saying, "Hey, you've got, you know, again, I'll go back to my Microsoft Excel example. Uh, when you have Microsoft Excel talking to a risky domain that's out on the internet, uh, that maybe one that is created to look like Google or look like Microsoft, you don't you don't need any kind of deep complex anomaly detection to say that's bad, right? So if I walked into you, Mark, and said, "Hey, you've got one user in your environment that is, that has PowerShell." Uh, and they're using PowerShell to connect to Dropbox, you know, that might be legitimate behavior, but you're instantly putting on your, your thinking cap saying, wait a second, I need to go pay, pay, pay a visit to that user, right? Absolutely. So, so, so that's, that's really not anomaly detection. That's just saying, help me find these things that we just know are bad. We've just not had an easy way to look for them in the environment. Uh, and, and those are the TTPs that come out of, you know, these big hacks or, or you know the the next big uh, report that you know uh, comes out of a threat intelligence uh, you know or, or the FBI or what have you. Interesting, very very interesting. Okay, so uh, we've talked a lot about the, um, the the different methods you use to detect uh, potential threats, um, specifically looking at the uh, network signal to to identify anomalies, um, and then also for this uh, TTP detection. Uh, what about you know your response. I mean, I, I, sure. your 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 tools allow you to detect, respond, prevent uh, malware. So let's talk about the response. How, how do you sure. shut things down? Yeah. So 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 now that we've detected, you know, it, it you know the, the 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 kind of the running joke in the industry is, it, you know, the security team's work really begins then, right? It's not like they get to go home saying, hey, yeah, we detected something new. Time to go home, uh, right? So so one of the things that we've we focused on right from the get go is how do we enable that response to be effective too, um, and 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 here's here's another place that I'll, I'll maybe give you a, a an example, right? So so a lot of security tools when they give you an alert will tell you, hey, 10.1.2.3 did something bad. Um, so then you spend the next 30, 45 minutes, you know, and this is what we've seen in, in real world, uh, you know, well-equipped security teams. You're looking through DHCP logs, you're looking at DNS logs, you're looking at firewall logs, you're calling someone in, in, in IT saying, hey, what is 10.1.2.3? Maybe you figure out it's a Windows device. You're then trying to figure out, is that, you know, Windows device assigned to some user or is it, you know, a thing that displays the agenda outside a conference room? Uh, what have you, right? So there's a lot of time spent with this context gathering. So we've automated that entire process because as I said earlier, we have this entity view of the world that we're able to construct uh, through network data. So so in a way, when, when, when you get an alert, either from awake or if you're responding to an alert even out of your SIM, you have the ability to pivot to this full-blown device profile that we call entity IQ that tells you, Hey, 10.1.2.3. At the time that that alert fired, 
was actually Connor's device, and Connor's running a Windows uh, 10 uh, laptop. Um, you know, here's some in information about it. By the way, it's been on these six other IP addresses uh, the last week, and here's all of the threat behaviors that are ascribed to Connor's device, uh, right? So very, very quickly as an analyst, you go from, hey, I see an alert in my environment, and again, that alert may have not even come from, from awake. Maybe it came from your AV solution or your IDS or your firewall, uh, but you have the ability to leverage the information and the knowledge, if you will, that Awake has about that device to speed up that investigation, speed up that response, and very quickly also determine who else might be targeted by that same threat, right? So again, that spear phishing example is a great, is, is, is a great one because you know, when, when, when uh, threat actors uh, try and target an organization, they're not sending one email to one person. You know, they're, they're targeting a few different people, right? So to be able to say, hey, these five other people are also involved in the same project or are collaborating. I need to pay attention to those five people because maybe they're not compromised yet, but perhaps they've got that phishing email. I need to go talk to them. I need to go delete that email, what have you. So we've really focused on kind of optimizing that, that response and investigation process so that the, the analyst is not spending time kind of manually collating all of this data together, but we've correlated it, given them that information so that they can very quickly jump into a decision-making process, right? Whether it is uh, you know, deciding that they need to escalate this issue or they, they need to format a machine or what have you. Excellent. Well, hey, let me ask you this. Let's, let's take a, a broader view now and, and back up. And let's just say, you know, you're out there in a competitive situation. There are other companies out there that um, have different methods for detecting and responding to malware, preventing malware attacks. Um, I'm a CISO or CIO, and, you know, I, I'm like, look, we've, we've been under attack. I'm tired of this. We need to invest. Why would I look at Awake Security or why would I adopt your um, technology versus the, the competition? Sure. So, so, so one, you know, one quick clarification before I kind of, uh, you know, jump to that, right? So, so we're really focused on what what we call non-malware, right? Or, or what you might hear as living off the land, right? So, in that Excel example, there's no malware involved, right? I mean, it, it Excel is a completely legitimate application. Uh, so, so that's one reason so actually that just just sorry. to just to also clarify, I, I noticed on your website um, you use the term fileless malware, um, fileless malware. Is, yeah, that, so, is, is that basically lines of code that somebody's embedded? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so, so you know, the most canonical example of that is you know, when someone uh, you know, has JavaScript uh, that's running in your browser, right? So there's no file that gets saved to your, to your, to your endpoint that, that uh, you know, a traditional antivirus solution or a sandboxing solution can detonate and, and say, okay, yeah, this looks bad, right? Um, right? Uh, so, so, so yeah, so that's a good example of it. You know, repurposing existing tools that might already be in the environment. Uh, you know, PowerShell. We talked about Excel. Uh, you know, tools that administrators can use. You know, things like PS Exact, uh, etc. So th those are all examples of. You know, they're hard to detect because they can be used for completely legitimate purposes. In fact, in most networks, are used for legitimate purposes. So how do you spot? You know, it's not even a needle in a haystack. It's a needle in a haystack of needles, right? Right. Gotcha. So segueing then into to uh, answering your question. Uh, so that's actually one of the reasons, you know, uh, you know, our customers actually uh, like us because we're focusing on a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a part of the spectrum that they don't have coverage today, right? Because, uh, you know, a couple of data points. A lot of our customers will tell us, hey, 
you know, we don't see between, you know, 30 and 50% of the devices or the entities in the environment because people are bringing in their own phones or people are bringing in, uh, you know, thermostats that are plugged into the wall that are, you know, you know talking out to the internet, um, you know, th 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 things of that nature, right? So, uh, so, so A, we, we give them visibility into areas that they're blind to. The second thing is because we focus on, on this non-malware uh, challenge, it, it's an area that, that they, their existing tooling, their existing solutions, um, you know, aren't focused on. I think the main reason, though, you know, to kind of get to the gist of uh, what you were asking, you know, the, the challenge we've had in the security industry for a while is every time you buy a security tool, you add work to your employees, right? And, and as has already been established, you know, security teams are, are uh, you know, understaffed, they're overworked, there's not enough people, et cetera, right? So, so one of the things that we, we really focused on is how do we make the security analyst's life a lot more efficient? Uh, so that, again, like they're not painstakingly trying to gather context from many different places. Uh, we, we provide that for them. Um, you know, how do we give them ways of consuming the data that are not just restricted to, hey, here's our UI and here's our reporting. Uh, we, you know, we give them a full-blown API. So if they want to consume that data in a different way or consume it in a different uh, location, they have the ability to, uh, to, 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 to do that. Uh, how, how, how do we really change the way people think about alerts, right? I mean, the classical uh, security dashboard is you come in, you log in, and you've got this, you know, thousands upon thousands of alerts that you've got to figure out, okay, which of these is important? Which of these should I care about? Uh, so instead, the way Awakes really um, try to differentiate itself is, we don't give you alerts. What we tell you is, hey, here's the entities in the environment. Here's the devices, the users, the applications. Uh, these are the ones that are that are exhibiting the most risky behavior. And by the way, this is the name of that device. This is the user associated with that device. So it gives you a lot more business context, right? So, so again, if you if you knew that that it is Connor's laptop and Connor is someone that is pretty important in finance, you have a much easier way of saying, okay, you know what? This is something I really care about versus me telling you. 10.1.2.3 has had seven really bad things happen on, on that device over the last three days. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I have not yet to meet a security professional that says, oh, please give me one more tool that I have to learn how to use and interpret uh, and integrate with my, my current security posture. So 100% uh, agreement there. Let me ask you this, though, I mean, because every organization, uh, they have different priorities, uh, different signals will cause different levels of alerts. Uh, how how do you is there is there a setup procedure that when you go in and you do some kind of fact finding or um, you have a, a business discussion that says look here here are the acti the the activities that we're most concerned with um, we'll prioritize these this information you said you don't uh, you know you don't issue alerts you you provide the information but as a as a customer uh, can yeah. can I can I pick and choose what I want to see. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, so we, we recognize that we, we're not going to have all of the answers about what's important within an organization or not. So, so the platform, uh, you know, essentially the, the way I kind of like to describe it is, you know, it has a view into what's actually happening on the network. Uh, but the customer and, and us in conjunction with the customer have the ability to ingest the, the more institutional knowledge, if you will, that exists about the organization, right? So, so you know, they, I'll give you a good example of this. So one of our customers uses uh, Awake to, to monitor people that either might be leaving the company or potentially are, um, uh, you know, uh, disgruntled employees or what have you. Um, and the way they do that is they have the ability to tag uh, those users, those devices, and annotate those devices with that uh, 
uh, with that knowledge, if you will, right? That That is nowhere else. I mean, it's not something that you can pull out of a log file or out of the network or out of an endpoint. It's institutional knowledge that maybe you got from HR or finance or what have you. Uh, but by embedding that into the security system um, and ingesting that, you can influence the risk scoring. You can influence uh, the detections, if you will. So, for instance, you might not care if people are connecting to Dropbox normally. But if someone's on one of these lists, maybe you do care, right? Because now if they're uploading large amounts of data, you know, are they up uploading you know, data because they're, they're planning on leaving the organization and, and you know, stealing some of the data with them? So, so that's a, a good example where you know, customers can kind of bring in their own institutional or tribal knowledge into the system as well. Oh, that's, a, that's a great example. Well, hey, uh, Rudolf, I really appreciate your time. We're kind of winding down on our, on our time here, but uh, what's, uh, what's up next for, for Awake, both in terms of you know, are we going to see you at any events or do you have any um, business developments that you'd like to share with the, uh, with the audience? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So we're, you know, we, we, we've been selling now for about a year. Uh, so we've gotten to a point where, you know, we're, you know, we found our sea legs, if you will. And, and now it's really a matter of, you know, how do we, um, how do we, uh, you know, accelerate that process, right? Uh, so we, um, we had, uh, we have a new CEO that just started to kind of help us take, to, uh, take us to the next level, a guy by the name of Rahul Kashyap. Uh, he was the former global CTO at Silence. Has founded a couple of companies, led uh, the McAfee Labs team. So he's, you know, again, spent a, a lot of time in security. Um, and and so we're really focused on kind of taking the story to a broader audience now. So that that's that's part of it. Uh, you know, we were just at Black Hat, and uh, you know, we're speaking at Information Security uh, North America in in a couple of uh, months. Uh, so uh, so lots of uh, you know, you you'll definitely see a lot more offers. Uh, at these events as we as we start to take the story broader and go from the friends and family kind of working our own uh, networks if you will to to being a, you know uh, you know uh, you know bigger having a bigger presence and in a, a more um, uh, pronounced go to market uh, motion as well excellent well i'm sure with the uh, the talented team that you have and this uh, very very unique and seems to be po- quite powerful technology i'm sure that you have a bright future um, any any last comments that you'd like to share with the audience no, I mean you know, I, uh, it's uh, security is, a, is 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 certainly a tough slog. So we you know we appreciate what every single analyst and security team member out there does, and uh, you know hopefully we have a chance to to work with uh, many of them in the future. And uh, Mark, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share a little bit about uh, Awake today. Uh, likewise, and it was great having you on the show. Thanks a lot, Rudolph. You take care. All right, take care. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.